So last week I talked um, about uh, reparations and I sort of wanted to continue on that concept with uh, talking about the idea of reverse racism. So uh, reverse racism is basically the idea that promoting equality for minorities and people of color um, is basically limiting opportunities for white people. So let's talk about it. So um, you have probably heard of equality programs that were established, um, like affirmative action, um, you know, a little while ago, uh, that basically were created to sort of create equal job opportunities and access to higher education for um, minorities and people of color, and that it was actually quite controversial. And uh, it was controversial around the idea that uh, basically less qualified people uh, were getting access to these job and education opportunities um, essentially because they were people of color and not based on their qualifications. And of course, um, you know, that was basically not very favorable for people that, uh, white people that thought that, you know, they were getting less access to opportunities, which, um, again, basically saying that they were being, you know, the system was set up to be racist against white people. Um, you know, so, uh, I essentially feel like this is a ridiculous concept. I mean, the idea that you know that people of color and minorities are getting access to less opportunities and then you're like, well, now you're doing that to me um, in itself just kind of boils my blood. But, um, you know, the idea of, you know, hanging on to your privilege, being aware that you do have that privilege and not wanting to, you know, just make things fair and equal, uh, just having so that um, it's sort of the wrong way of looking at these equality programs and the idea of equality. And I think the idea behind it, uh, these sort of affirmative action equality programs is not about, you know, restricting access for, you know, the dominant group of white people. It's mainly about uh, asking employers and educators to look at their biases. It's basically like, look at the pool of candidates that you selected and are they the same? Are they all, you know, basically the same kind of person? And once you put that lens on looking at something, it sort of makes you call into question your own personal biases. Maybe you had an, op an idea of who you thought should be in this role, uh, in a job, in uh, a certain educational position before you even started looking at resumes, um, started looking at credentials. And so um, your bias influenced that. And I think it, you know, can be applied for anything, for age, um, you know, someone with a disability, of course, race and gender, you know, you probably think that. And so, um, the equality programs are just about removing 
that last barrier. So these people that were in this candidate pool had all the same qualifications as, uh, you know, the white people in that pool. And then, of course, that last hurdle, that last barrier is that the person hiring, um, you know, studies have shown that the people doing the hiring typically hire people that look like them. And so that would be white men typically. And so um, in these more desirable uh, higher education and higher uh, desirable jobs um, and equality programs, we're looking to remove that final barrier for these people that have worked so hard to get the qualifications. Um, And I know we've talked about this before. I've talked about this before is that, you know, the system is set up uh, from the get-go, from, you know, the elementary schools that kids are going into to make sure that they don't have the same opportunities as more affluent people, as, you know, um, people that are white. You know, there are, uh, the system is sort of set up originally to just make sure that you don't get access to the opportunities. And those people that do thrive, that, you know, do go above and beyond and get qualifications to get themselves a better opportunities they're getting um, stopped at that door and equality programs are essential to give these people that last push that opportunity so that they do get to they're in there they do get that final push in their education they get that leadership position that higher job and then you know then they can um, bring some diversity to the uh, organization to that place and they can, you know, um, make sure that people question their biases, that we know they're in an opportunity to hire, that they're, you know, perhaps don't have the same ideas in their mind about who can do the job. Um, And, you know, in just being in a position like that, it might open up other people's opportunities. You know, I say it all the time that I don't want to be an example of a black woman to people, but for some people um, in, you know, my professional career, I am the only black woman that they know. And I take that as a responsibility because I know that they will take their experience with me and it goes forward in their lives and they'll be like, oh yeah, well, you know, I know this, you know, black woman and, you know, she's very capable, intelligent, and smart, and great, and, you know, they have an opportunity to hire someone, maybe they won't pass over somebody who's black because of, you know, the unknown, I become a known for them, and so, you know, it's not what I'm setting out to do, but I do do it, I try and lead by example of, you know, being the best that I can be, especially in these situations where I feel like I am sort of a spokesperson for my race and gender. Um, And that's basically the importance, the necessity of having these kinds of equality programs. Um, It's just about having access, just having, you know, fair access to these opportunities. So one of the other things that I uh, find very interesting is about this 
um, I think people have been moving away from affirmative action, but I think uh, these kind of equity programs are still in place. And I think they've uh, been broadened a bit more uh, to consider some of the other uh, diversity characteristics that I was talking about, such as, you know, age and uh, people with disabilities um, and, you know, gender and these kinds of things, as well as um, ethnicity and race. And so, um, you know, a lot of employers are now taking uh, the approach of, you know, having the names um, of candidates sort of being blocked out and so that they can focus entirely on their um, classification or just their qualifications and so I know that this is uh, very interesting I've been through some bias training myself and I know that um, it's amazing what people look at as someone something as simple as where someone lives can make you make all kinds of assumptions about them you know which part of the city they're living if and if they're not living in the city if they live you know on a posh street you know just all these kinds of things so it's actually quite beneficial to have um that information that personal information just sort of blocked out and what they found was of course that you know uh the pool of candidates ended up being way more diverse um when they looked just at their experiences and qualifications and so um i get it i consider myself fairly fair um a person and I, I get the idea that people would get defensive and angry about you know possibly not having access to um, the same opportunities that they would have no one wants things getting to be taken away from them and I can only hope that people understand you know when you hear these kinds of studies these kinds of ideas that nothing was ever being you know nothing is being taken away from them it's just about making sure that it's fair it's um it's now giving opportunities to people that were having an unfair um, advantage based on their skin color based on you know where they lived based on who they knew um it's just sort of le evening out or leveling the playing field as they say and i think that's something that's worth doing and um it's not being racist against white people um it's just about equality it's all um, anti-racism is. It's just about equality. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to end uh, with a quote uh, from one of my favorite uh, textbooks. It's Seeing Ourselves by Carl James. And so it says, in the case of Canadian society, white European men are seen to be superior to women and to people from other racial and ethnic origins. 
systems of ideas and practices have been developed over time to justify and support his notion of superiority. These ideas become the premise on which societal norms and values are based, and the practices become the normal, in quotations, way of doing things. So I think that's essentially what these kinds of ideas of reparations and equality programs are fighting against is that this is not normal having um, this system you know that you know policies and um, laws have been established based on these customs and these ideas around the superiority of you know white European people and um, you know particularly men when we're talking about access to um, jobs and educational opportunities and that's sort of been built into our culture and our uh, you know in North America and we're trying to break that mold we're trying to make that the not normal it's not normal for these things to happen and so um, you know we need to look at it from that lens and uh, I think if more people sort of thought of it in that way it would be you know less upsetting to them so yeah i'm firmly for uh equity programs and uh you know reparations in that way thanks so much for listening i'll talk to you next time